this is Karen, uh, Eclipse FC, and today I just wanted to kind of just follow up on some things that I have kind of, I don't know if I'm obsessed or I've kind of focused on for this upcoming spring season and look to hopefully grow on moving forward, but it's the idea of using video, capturing video, training, games, um, just activities that you're trying to do um, to focus on certain areas and then really using the video to focus on that. So for instance, what I'm talking about lately has been utilizing throw-ins with a clear objective. What do you want your players and your teams to accomplish from that? And for me, the idea that I am trying to work in is the idea of let's keep possession of the soccer ball. Let's possess it. Can we get to the other side, um, either through our center backs or using our defensive midfielder, and then use that to get to the other side and then use the numbers up opportunity that we have on the other side. So after watching film of my 04 girls first game, we had, uh, I think, 14 throw-ins in the first half, all of which my outside back played down the line, which you hear 99% of uh, parents and rec and select games just yell, throw down the line, down the line, down the line, which of course is where the majority of players are, and then it becomes a 50-50. So I wanted to give a clear kind of picture to the girls as to what I wanted to see. And um, so I caught that on film. So then we had game two this past Sunday, and I was able to, again, with the help of a parent, get video of the game. And my first four throw-ins spoke huge volumes to me. First two throw-ins, we play to our center back. Um, We have some things we need to work on, which is creating a little bit more space by my center back so they have more time. Also, taking that nice touch and that their option is to play the other center back. We have a tendency to want to always play to our defensive mid. um, And that part was kind of closed up when we were doing this. And then the third video clip shows our defensive mid checking to the ball and then the ball being thrown over uh, her shoulder where she can turn and then she has the entire opposite field wide open to play to. Um, She tried to play the ball. Luckily, it went to another uh, defender, but the ideas were there. And now it's my job to clarify in practice sessions and trainings coming up this week what I want to see for our upcoming games. Like, hey, here's what the touch needs to look like. Here's where the play needs to be. Here's where the communication as to who it gets played to. Um, the really cool one, and the other thing I'll throw out is I've written a medium post of the first set of throw-ins and kind of what got this started for me. And then my second idea, which is, uh, or my second game, which is my next post, which is on medium. So if you go to medium.com uh, and you look in throw-ins, uh, what, is your object, what is the objective or throw-ins game two? Um, Once I figure out how to put a link, I can add it to this podcast. But uh, game two, so I'm on this. So we've gone through our first three. Boom, we played through our center back. We played through our center back again. This time we played through our defensive mid. And then on the video, I kind of saw it, and I I knew what happened was my outside back goes to look, and he's like, wait a minute, my center back's not open. Then they looked and said, wait a minute, my defensive midfielder, there's a little more – opposition or 
bodies from the other team in that area. So now I have to, I thought to myself, even then I'm like, hey, just play and then we'll figure it out. So now I have to figure out how do I utilize the attacking mid and the winger. This is perfect for me. And if you watch the video, it's awesome because my center back, now that we played through them, their striker runs probably 30 yards on a dead sprint during our throw-in to go mark my center back. The next thing that occurred was with my defensive mid, they step up and now instead of just one girl on my defensive mid, there are two. So we have now got them worried about a girl that's behind the ball and another one that's you know almost kind of uh, square to the ball, maybe a few steps back. And they're worried about that. So now that down the line, quote unquote, is now an actual viable option in which, and we'll work on it, is where, what kind of combination can I use to get my attacking mid and my ball side winger to get a little bit of a play um, where we'll do some choreography on that one as well, where we'll play over the top to my winger who will then uh, be able to play a touch pass to my uh, attacking mid who at that point would be rolling back after checking to the ball. I know it sounds kind of crazy, and I hope that we catch some video of this, and this is what we'll be doing in training. So I'll even show you, hopefully today, I'll catch some of the video of the girls doing the uh, different choreography in training, so I can show you that. Uh, But the cool thing is, the video, you see things that you don't see while you're coaching. Um, It's helped me get better. I have less emotional in my coaching now because I'm looking at it from more of a, I hate to say X's and O's, but more more of a bigger picture. And the video has been like a huge opener for me. One area that I'm looking for improvement in my girls and my boys team. So I've got the the O4s, that's U15 girls, and I've got the U18 boys, O1s, um, is checking to the ball. And I'm specifically my wingers working with my outside backs. We still have a tendency, uh, especially on the girls, is that as soon as my outside back gets it, we just turn and burn. Uh, So now my back is to the ball versus just coming to and opening up options behind. That would be something that we'll be looking at specifically this week uh, with both groups. But the throw-in choreography was awesome. Um, And you can see the progression. And then what video helps you see is what the other team has a tendency to do. And what they realized, and which I thought was smart by their girls, is that they noticed that we were playing back to that uh, center back. Now, in my case, would I go and mark her? I don't know about that. I may just may have stopped the play from going across the field. So I may look, hey, just step up and don't allow them to play across the middle. So therefore, I'm pressing and keeping it in that third because, of course, our goal from our standpoint, is using the throw-in to switch channels and get to the other side. Um, I give mass props to uh, Brian Cliven, Gary Cliven, John Pranjic, um, who have shared so much video and through the coaching class that, or course that they have, which I highly recommend to anybody who's looking to go to that next level. Um, the more I get into this, like, you know, I'm... It's just the, the, the more I keep learning that and then from just people I'm connecting with on Twitter and via email and all those types of things, uh, you know, 
I don't know. It's just something that I think you have got to to be a part of something that's bigger. There's a forum. There's a coaching group involved. Um, I find the U.S. you know soccer things and and uh, United Soccer Coaches classes courses are great for those two days, but it's really hard because once you leave, having a network with those, everyone's kind of just off and then they leave and they go back to their club, um, and it's hard to stay in contact. And the three four thing three thing which uh, you know, uh, it's just something that I think has just been awesome because of the networking along with it. But the biggest takeaway I have is the amount of video uh, evidence that they have for Brian and so on that you can look and watch their trainings. Then you watch their players at um, the training sessions, and then you watch game footage, and you're like, oh my lord, the stuff that's happening in the game. It all it is is just a a, a formal practice but we're just doing it against kids that don't know what the heck we're doing uh and that's what's happening even with my girls and you know we're not in any way or shape or form like the toppest toppest the highest level of play but we are able to do things in a choreographed way and a uh an organized way and i think a lot of that is now for me is just that video option that I'm using and again we'll be using with the majority of my teams this spring so I can capture their training sessions when they're with me I'm going to use that to catch or, you know, stuff during games um, so I can specifically share with coaches and ask like hey what do you see what don't you see and what have you so this this podcast was kind of all over the place um, but I was really really happy with what the video is starting to show me and what's another great thing I think that I've taken from Brian and Gary uh, at 343 is not only should you simplify the number of exercises and what have you you use so life becomes easier so that when you yell out 4v1 or double rondo or uh, you, know, you know losing your man activity or whatever it is that you're doing and everybody knows what you're talking about just focusing on specific things that I want to keep on proving on. I can't do all 10 things. So yes, we still have some things like maybe there was, I need to go over some goal keep, like goal kick choreography and, and playing out, or I need to go through some attacking pattern type stuff. Uh, but I've kind of come down to like, hey, with the girls specifically, I want to work on throwing choreography so we can keep it. And then I also want to work on losing our man so that we can get to that front and link with my wingers and my outside backs going forward. So that's kind of the next thing that I'm going to keep focusing on via um, the video and such. And then it's just awesome because now parents are starting to ask and show more interest in it as well. So I feel like it was a ramble session today, which is all right. This is kind of like my little rants that I go through. Um, but this is a Karen with Eclipse FC, trained to develop. Way to win.